Bible Treasures Topic 20 Death Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. Praise God for all the corrective teaching we received through this series of talks. The subject that we are studying during the last three weeks has been death. Now we are dealing with this subject as practically as possible. We are doing it on the basis of the biblical view of death. Our topic has been how not to die. So far we have studied three lessons. Lesson number one. Do not postpone repentance. Lesson number two. Do not hold bitterness against anyone. Last week we studied lesson number three. Do not depend on your wealth. Today we'll move on to lesson number four. How not to die. Do not leave your dear ones in confusion. Once again. Do not leave your dear ones in confusion. Even though death is common both to young and old, we are primarily addressing the elderly people or the senior citizens in these talks. Let's begin with what God told King Ezekiah. Turn with us to 2 Kings 20th chapter. Read verse 1. In those days, Ezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. I would urge you to read the entire chapter of Isaiah 38 to get the story in full detail. Maybe you are not stuck with a deadly disease like Ezekiah in your life. But this is a message for anyone who has passed the middle age and going towards the evening of his life. We will try to give you some practical guidelines as to how you can set your house in order. Number one, you should write a will as quickly as possible. Making a will does not mean lack of faith. Actually the Bible uses this aspect of writing a will in a very good sense. Turn with us to the book of Hebrews 9th chapter. Read verses 16 and 17. Where there is a testament or a will, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. And the testament is in force after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the testator lives. So Bible indirectly endorses this practice of writing a will. We look at some examples of people, how they made beautiful and ample provisions for their family people. We begin with Joseph. He made provisions for all the members of his father's family. First of all, we see that coming out from the very mouth of Pharaoh. Book of Genesis 47th chapter. 
We'll read verses 5 and 6. Pharaoh spoke to Joseph saying, Your father and your brothers have come to you. Land of Egypt is before you. Have your father and brothers dwell in the best of the land. And he says, If you know any competent men among them, then make them chief herdsmen over my livestock. And that's what exactly Joseph also told his father and his brothers. Turn with us to the book of Genesis again, 50th chapter. Read from verse 19. Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? Now as for you, you meant evil against me. God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Now therefore do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Now how Joseph is so beautifully making provision for the future of his family people. You know, David was actually the last, the youngest son for his father. But yet, he made provision for his father and mother. Turn with us to 1 Samuel 22nd chapter. We'll read verses 3 and 4 to you. David went from there to Mishra of Moab. And he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and mother come here with you till I know what God will do for me. So he brought them before the king of Moab and they dwelt with him all the time that David was in the stronghold. The youngest son making provision for his father and mother. Now that's what exactly Apostle Paul indicated in 2 Corinthians 12th chapter. The 14th verse. The latter portion of that verse. The children ought not to lay up for the parents, but parents for the children. You see, so beautifully this truth is laid out on the pages of the Holy Bible. But while writing a will, be impartial. Treat boys and girls alike. In fact, girls must be given a greater share because ours is a male-dominated society. Now, injustice to women in our country and in our society is simply too common. And while writing a will, do remember the kingdom of God. Don't leave everything for the children. You are responsible to do what you do with what God has entrusted to your stewardship. You leave them a sizable portion to give them a comfortable start, but don't leave everything for the children. Let them work hard and come up in life. That will be a great blessing. I would like to give you my testimony. Only one third of all my properties and monies will go to our daughter. The other two thirds already willed for poor people and God's kingdom. What can be spent today for God and his kingdom, let it not be kept to be fall into the hands of the Antichrist. So if you've got some lands, try to write some lands for some mission, for some relief organization, for some service organization. Do not keep on postponing writing a will. 
You know, Isaac was postponing it. What a confusion it created in their family. Now you know that the interesting story. Turn with us to the book of Genesis 27th chapter. And we will read the second words of the 27th chapter. We read in the first words, Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see. And he said to his elder son Esau in the second words, Behold, now I am old, I don't know the day of my death. And he wanted hunt meat. And uh, Esau was a hunter. He said, get me some very sumptuous and very tasty hunt meat, so that my heart will rejoice and I will bless you with all my heart. Poor fellow was cheated. Why? He waited and he postponed this matter till his last day. Beloved, you read the entire 27th chapter and you will read the rest of that interesting and a very confusing story. Not only writing a will, there is another thing that you should do. Give guidance to your family members about relationships. You know, Jesus was hanging on the cross. Such a beautiful sin, I want to read it for you. Turn with us to the book of John, 19th chapter. I'll read from verse 25. Imagine this scene in your mind. There stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Three ladies were watching that torturous scene. Jesus therefore saw his mother. The disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. Now who were all standing there? Mary, his mother was standing there. And Mary's sister also was standing there. In other words, even though his auntie was standing there who could give a companionship to Mary, Jesus provided a man's support for his widowed mother. Don't instruct your spouse about his or her remarriage. Let them decide it for themselves. The Jewish society was a male-dominated society. Even then, Apostle Paul gave total liberty to widows to marry whoever they like. Turn with us to 1 Corinthians 7th chapter. Look at the 39th words. A wife is bound by law as long as her husband lives. But if her husband dies, she is at liberty to be married to whom she wishes in the Lord. So that liberty must be given to our spouse who will be left behind. In resurrection, there is only reunion. Now we shall be like angels. We shall not be like marriage partners. You know, when the Pharisees asked Jesus Christ, there was a woman who married seven brothers and said, whose wife she shall be. What was Jesus' answer? Jesus said, they shall be like angels. There is no giving in or taking in marriage. So that same truth we should maintain in all our dealings. Suppose you have unmarried grown-up children. Give them general guidelines as to which kind of partner they should choose for themselves. 
Don't dictate to them whom to marry. Suppose your son or daughter is called for missionary work. Don't tell them, no, no, don't go, no, I am very old. You wait for my death, bury me and then go. Now that's what one fellow told Jesus Christ. What did Jesus tell him? Let the dead bury their dead. You go and preach the kingdom of God. Beloved, we should take the whole Bible and bring it into our life. There is another thing that we should do when we talk about setting our house in order. You must also give instructions about your dead body. Now register your organs with reliable hospitals or agencies. I bury your eyes and kidneys and liver which can actually bless somebody else. Now let it go to somebody to give them a life. Tell your family members about your registration as to what they should do immediately after your death. This is what a husband told his wife. If I ever become so ill that only machines can keep me alive, please tell the doctors to pull out the plug. That is wisdom. Then how about euthanasia? This is generally opposed by Bible believers. But allowing a natural death or natural process of death to run its course is not wrong by discontinuing extreme medical measure. And I want to say a word about funeral. Beloved, burying or burning is all the same. It makes no difference. It becomes dust to dust and ash to ashes. The Bible was written in the Jewish culture where they always looked for a decent burial. Now you may talk about where to bury. Now there are some people in the Bible who gave instructions as to where to bury their bodies. Turn with us to book of Genesis 49th chapter. Look at the 29th verse. Jacob charged them and said to them, I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite. So you may tell your family people where to bury you. But my wife and I, we have told our daughter, bury us where convenient. So you can do as you please. And instruct the family not to go for expensive tombs. We all know about Amy Carmichael. She was such a great blessing to the entire community. You know what she told her people? When I die, just keep a small bird bath where you bury me. We all know about Ida Skada. He was against erecting a statue for her. We want to tell you another thing. Tell your people not to keep the body too long, keeping on praying that God will raise the body. Such acts have brought lot of dishonor to the name of the Lord. Another thing we want to add here. Do not leave the family in debts. Do all that is possible to clear the debts before your death. Don't keep on quoting, see, Prophet Elisha performed a miracle for that uh, widow of the Prophet who was in great debts. 
God does not always perform such miracles. We should be sensible and we should be practical. How not to die? Do not leave your dear ones in confusion. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for these forthright lessons which come out so clearly from your word. Thank you, Lord, for enabling us to dwell on this very important subject. Thank you for all the exhortations that have come to us. Help us, O God, not to be sentimental, but, Lord, be practical in whatever we do. We give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.